This podcast is part of the Dark Myths Collective. Visit darkmyths.org to discover more shows like this one. The darkness awaits. Hello everyone and happy new year. Yes, yes. This is the first, actually, this is the first episode of the first day of the new year, so that's even better. (laughs) Well, you've got me, Zinger. And I'm Ellie. And we're going to start this year off in a new, unique way. We're going to watch, we watched Captain America, the first Avenger, at the behest of one of our Patreon subscribers. And this is a movie that I, we're, by, by the way, we're just going to get right into this. Um, this is a movie I have not seen in a while, to be honest with you. Right. It yeah, me too. one that I enjoyed when I first watched it. It's just kind of one I never went back to for any reason particular. Um, out of, I guess, the Captain America trilogy, I would say Winter Soldier is my favorite, but... I forgot a lot of stuff in this one, so it was... Or really, a lot of people that were in it. That too, and this was really refreshing to go back to and watch again, especially since we know how far the the Marvel Cinematic Universe has come since then, so it's really cool to look back at a kind of almost a different age of comic book movies. And I know how weird that sounds, but don't forget, this movie came out almost seven years ago now. So, I mean... Yeah, that's crazy. It, it's been out for a while. I mean, it was the final step in the lead up to Avengers. Because at the end, it does have the preview for Avengers, basically. So that was that was kind of cool. But, so I guess you want to do top three moments and all that stuff like we normally do with these? Well, we normally did those with Star Wars. Yeah. I, I mean, we, we do them with movies, too, sometimes. Well, I guess I don't really have top three moments. It's top three characters for me. Okay. Um, Captain America. I'm gonna admit this. I wasn't that interested in him. In in like the what I remember when this was coming up. A skinny Captain America. No, just in general, I oh, didn't find okay. him as an interesting character. I'm like, yeah, he's that guy that's on the Avengers that sort of leads um whoop de doo. Oh yeah, and he died in Civil War. But I I just spoiler. I, the comic <laughs> the the comic and he's a guy out of time and all this so i'm like he's he's okay it's just he just seems to be just that oh he's you know really good soldier to me in the comic so i never really attached to him in any way because i never really read anything revolving around him but this movie kind of caught me off guard and i became i, I mean i watched of course as you know a Oh, well, it's a comic book movie. I got to watch it. And I remember watching it. I remember leaving the theater going, wow, that was way better than I thought it was going to be. I just thought this whole thing was just going to be, oh, well, let's just set up Captain America for the Avengers. And I mean, yeah, it did that, but it did it in a way that I thought was interesting and very unique. Um, So Captain America, I guess, would be one. Um, My second one would easily go to Colonel Phillips, played (laughs) by Tommy Lee Jones, who I for I didn't forget he was in this movie. I just forgot how on point he was in this movie with just his delivery and his acting, in my opinion. Uh, and Hugo Weaving, of course, as Red Skull was 
I, oh yeah. I, I I don't want to quote Star Wars since we we've been going to that well a lot recently, but um, as Snoke said in the movie, you know, darkness rises and light to meet it. I feel like you know, Hugo Weaving's performance as Red Skull was like right up here, and then counteracted. You know, you got Tommy can't Lee Jones right here. I'm I'm I am I am I am <laughs> equaling like right out up my here. hands. Oh, okay. My my I, I have both my left and right hand at, at equal measures okay. to each other. Okay. Right now. Because it, it was just something I just I remember them both being good. It's just watching it again, it was kinda of one of those nice fresh things. And also I mean it was cool to have a villain that I I was kinda of sad to see go. To be honest, I wish he could have stayed around for another movie or had something else to do again. I mean, had something been a more part of the universe than he was. He was kind of sad to go. And I know that with Marvel villains, they're kind of sometimes if they're not named Loki or these interchangeable just kind of whatever. So, I mean, that was that was interesting for me, at least with that. Um, I've been going on for a little bit. Ellie, why don't you take the floor? Well, I'll begin by saying I am absolutely in love with Bucky. Okay. I've always liked that character. Um, I have to admit I do like the way he is portrayed in the movie franchises better than the comic book. Because the comic book, he's more Robin-esque, more sidekicky, younger. Um, when he's in his Bucky. The older comics, okay. yes. Sorry. Um, so, like, the original comics. Yeah. Um, I, I like the way he's transformed in, in today's age of Bucky. Okay. And and then eventually, obviously, Winter Soldier and all that. Um, so I just, so I think one of my top three favorite things of just the movie is just as always, and it continues through the other ones, is their relationship. Mm-hmm. I, I, so, sorry to interrupt. Um, I just wanted to say I, I enjoyed that too, that they're not really sidekicking sidekicking it right they're just two good fr- they're two good friends who you know grew up together and everything and well were kind they kind of role reversal you know because yes. in the beginning bucky is kind of always taking care of of him of Steve. And, and and you know kind of having his back and then it flips in this movie mm-hmm. you know and and you can definitely see where you know e- even though in the movie you know the final scene before we don't see him anymore in the rest of the movie, he's taking care of Steve again. Yeah. Um, so I just, I like their relationship and, and it continues into other movies. So I, I really do like that bond, the bromance between Steve and, and Bucky. Uh, so that'd be one thing for me. Um, I like Dum Dum as a character. That character is really cool. Um, and, and I think we can kind of get into more of that, that later when we, I, I'm assuming we're gonna, we're gonna get a little bit more in detail with the Howling Commandos and their presence that was in this movie Mm -hmm. as well. Um, but I, I think I, first off, I love, I love, um, Neil McDonough anyway, he's just, he's so cool. He's played in some of my favorite, like what do you call it, B sci-fi movies? <laughs> like, um, um a Tin Man, hmm. um, I mean, I'm sorry, the the Wizard of Oz re- uh, sci-fi version that they did. 
Do you know what I'm talking about? Yes. He he played the the Tin Man in that. He was on Justified. He mm-hmm. was, of course, in this. He Justified was, is great. I could definitely talk about that. He's been in a lot. Well, he's, he's done been a lot in Green of voice Arrow. acting. Yes. And he also has been has been Green Arrow yes. in the animated exactly. universe. Um, in the straight-to-video vid- straight realm. Mm-hmm. I don't think he was the Green Arrow in the other ones. Mm-mm. But, sorry, I, we went, went to his IMDb. He was in Band of Brothers. There so was I mean, a rock movie back in the day, Walking Tall, he was in. I liked his his bad character in that one. He plays a bad guy really well. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of refreshing to see him kind of play, play like a kind of a good guy, you know, helping out the team. Um, but I don't know. I just I liked him. He's a really good actor. So his character was really fun, and his really fantastic mustache <laughs> <laughs> in this movie. Um, and I think in the comics he had a pretty similar one too. Yeah. Uh, so I, I like his character a lot too. Um, let me think of one more of this movie. I liked the fact, and I've always liked this about Captain America, that he. He doesn't need to rely on all these crazy superpowers. Like, he's, he clearly, obviously, is super, you know, he can have a pretty good kick and punch. And, you know, he's strong, obviously, and can jump really long and, and, and you know, and all that. But he he doesn't need heat vision and flying and, I mean, you know what I'm saying? I like the way that he's... He's about as close as a person as you can get as far as, he's just, it's obvious that he's just, you know, a person that has been enhanced by normal. Well, what the doctor kept saying to him was, you know, here. Yeah, your once heart. Once again. Once heart. again. He's pointing at his heart, everyone. <laughs> that, that's what, that, that's what right. made Captain America the hero. It well, wasn't, and that's why it failed yeah. with Red Skull. Yes. Is that he was pure of heart, and you know he wanted? Because I, I I enjoy the part where where they asked him, you know, do you want to kill Nazis? And he says, I don't want to kill anybody. Yeah, that was really awesome. And, yeah. and that was a good answer. Um, to kind of go over something real quick, yeah. just so people know, um, Captain America has no superpowers, but he is. Was injected with super soldier serum and Vader rays, right? Which transformed him into having enhanced strength, endurance, agility, speed, reflexes, durability, and a vague healing factor, which well, is at the yeah. like maximum. It is beyond the normal human, right? Way beyond the normal human's ability. Um, he is basically at the maximum peak. At all times of his physical, like, he, he, he is his physical peak at all times. Right. Um, just a few fun facts that don't really involve the movie. This is kind of more stretched from the comics. You know how he throws his shield and it always comes back to him? Mm-hmm. That is kind of hinted at he can, in his mind when he's throwing it, he knows the angles it's going to bounce to make it. He, he knows how it's going to bounce to make it return to him. So that's something... Cool, and it's funny because in the movies it's vaguely referenced by Spider-Man during their fight in Civil mm. War later where he goes that, that that S.H.I.E.L.D. does not obey the laws of, like, reality. <laughs> and it's because it's, one, vibranium, but two... Right. That helps. <laughs> he, he's, he's able to throw it in a way that he can make it basically bounce back to him. He also has heightened reflexes to the point where he 
can kind of not dodge bullet like bullet time, but sort of anticipate where something somebody's going to be firing at. So he's able to sort of maneuver himself. Um, I was trying to see if it said how fast he can run. Oh, wait, here's a great thing. Um, he can bench press around 1,200 pounds and can run at around... Um, Run, a, run mile. a mile in 73 seconds, which translates to 49 miles per hour, which is twice the speed of the maximum human can do. Right. Right. So all of his stuff is just stuff that humans can do, just enhanced. Yeah. I mean, and it's, and it's cool because it's one of those things to where, yes, other people have had similar super soldier serums in the comics, but he's kind of been the best one for it because he did so much good with it. And everything in well, both his movies. just his pure heart, and he's such a good yeah, and that's, just a good character, and that's the thing I liked it. It, it this this movie made me enjoy that a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't remember were you finished with your list? Yeah, yeah, okay, I was sorry, just saying I, the third. Yeah, the third one was just um, just the fact that it's refreshing to have a superhero that you know doesn't have all these crazy off the wall powers he's he's just basically you and me just a little bit more enhanced mm-hmm. so yeah that I, that's well, what I a like. lot more enhanced okay <laughs> well speak for yourself <laughs> <laughs> and he also just to point this out he has been able to lift thor's hammer on a few occasions right most recently and i don't know the full thing behind it but when he was the whole him being a Hydra agent and everything like that, he thought himself worthy, so he was able to lift the hammer because he, he in his mind, became worthy. And that's kind of been pointed out that Thor's hammer, sort of, you can loophole it. Mm-hmm. If you believe you're worthy enough, then you can kind of loophole through it. But it never says you have to be a good person to lift right. it. You just have to be worthy. Yes. Anyways, moving on back to the movie now. <laughs> Sorry, I, it, Cap, Captain America has done so much in his time, and this was a great introduction mm-hmm. to him to fans that might not know much, or you know, something to wear comic book. How much did you like Captain America? Let's let's go with that before you saw this. Well, yeah, I was actually gonna just say that I was gonna piggyback to what when you were talking about it in the beginning. Captain America was kind of like we pointed out, was one that I didn't really know much about. I, you know, when you get so focused on all the Batman and Superman and Wonder Woman and, you know, sorry, giving DC a lot of love. Um, <laughs> but just when you're focused on those main characters all the time, you kind of forget about, you know, yeah. some of the other ones. And um, when I saw it for the first time, I was ref- I was greatly refreshed like i i liked it i thought it was interesting i thought the beginning kind of dragged a little bit mm-hmm. um i definitely liked it i mean i understand why they did it they're trying to set up who he was as a person first before he becomes captain america so i i get why they did it i just i just felt like that part of it was kind of a little slow absolutely loved seeing um I always forget his dad's name. Oh, Stark. Um, um, I'll look it up real quick. Okay. I can't remember it right now off the top of my head either for some reason. <laughs> it's like, crap, what's his dad's name? Howard. Howard. They always refer to him, I think, in the movie basically as Stark or Mr. Stark. Okay. Well, I loved him in this movie. 
I thought he was pretty fun. He was one of those that they had him around for the, you know, to show that his father, you know, had known Captain America. Yeah. yeah. And I also enjoy the fact they did make him seem super freaking young. I yes. was guessing he maybe was it barely 18. Maybe well, in his I mean, low you gotta 20s. figure what when he resurfaces. It's seventy years later. Mm-hmm. Um, Stark's been dead for about I think it was twenty years at that point, ish. Okay, I'm probably. By the way, well, I'm just saying, like, I'm Tony, doing this off the top of my head. Yeah. So if you're gonna correct me, by all means, do that. So I am corrected, but. I, I'm doing this off the top of my head, and the movie well, I was just timeline is a weird thing He sometimes. would need to be young, mm-hmm. because it's 70 years later, and at that point, Tony's yeah old enough to, you know, <laughs> be running the company and, mm-hmm. and that sort of thing. So, it's he like I said, he should have been young, but it was nice and refreshing to see him back in the day. Yeah. You know, it, it was get, a cool thing. Get a glimpse of his dad and everything. Especially so. since there was a lot more to do with his dad and stuff within the movies. Back during the first two phases, mm-hmm. Stark's dad had an important, more important role. So it was cool to see that character kind of floating around in other mediums. Um, so that, that, that was something cool. And speaking of which, we're flashing back to a time to where we weren't setting up. I mean, we were setting up for the Avengers. This was the final movie, as I said before, the Avengers came out. It didn't feel like a setup movie. It it felt like a good introduction to a character instead of we have to introduce this right. character so that you know who he is. Which I, I'm not saying they're they're doing that that badly now, but now it's kind of feels sort of with some movies. It feels like they're just we got to show you who this character is, and I think the thing is we're. We're starting to like a lot more of these origin movies because it's calling back to what made us fall in love with the cinematic universe, too. Because, I mean, this was a movie, like I said, that I think that The Winter Soldier is a great movie, but this movie did such a good job of setting that movie up, too, to an extent that, like, going back and watching it now, seeing where everything is gone, it was really cool to see, you know all the setups they were doing with it to where it wasn't like smacking you in the face with it. Like they sometimes may be accused of doing now. Mm-hmm. Not, right. not pointing any super long fingers at any individual points, but I, I just, it, it was, it was a, it was a different era for comic book movies too, to an extent. Oh yeah. Like definitely. this, this, this was a whole lead up to something that no one thought possible. And now we're having sort of almost a conclusion to what no one thought was possible with this gigantic universe now coming together and what we're going to have a movie with over 20 superheroes in it coming up soon. So that's amazing, by the way, but amazing Spider-Man. It is amazing. Sometimes it gets a little too... So so it was cool to go back to a simpler time. (laughs) Yes, exactly. I'm okay with that. Kind of like when the first Iron Man came out. Mm -hmm. It was fun. But anyway. um, The movie in itself. um, I I liked the way it kind of showed the beginnings of Captain America. To where he is more of a glorified sell bonds kind of thing yeah that you got this guy who's like a super he's a super soldier and and we're using them for (laughs) hey do some song and dance and i I love 
I I love the image. Um, mm-hmm. If we want to talk about just little little set pieces here and there um, that really stuck with me, is I love the image of when he's sitting and it's raining and he's drawing that dancing monkey. I thought that was in the really, Captain America. Yeah, outfit. that was really symbolic. I really liked that. I it really, you know, they didn't they wouldn't have even had to have drawn out all the hundreds of shows that he had to go to and and appearances. Just that one little scene kind of said it all. I thought it was really good. Oh, yeah, I, I definitely agree. It was a great... I mean, they, they did have a few... This movie did have a few montages in it, too. Yes. <laughs> um, but they did have, of course, you know, him showing him punching Hitler and everything like that during those those things. And, and uh, okay, do you want, you want to talk about the elephant in the room real quick? The humor in this movie versus the humor now in the movies. Oh. I, I didn't know if that's something you know. I, it's kind of one of those things I noticed because I'm like, the humor, the humor's there. It's just not beating you over the head. Yes, it's very well done. Um, the one, one of the ones that stood out to me was the Hitler comment where he's like, oh, you know, I've socked Hitler over a hundred times. You know, this this shouldn't be a problem. And like, it, it was nice jokes like that. The 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 Tommy Lee Jones line of, I'm not going to kiss you. That was cute. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, it was definitely well-placed. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's it was almost to the point where you just don't, you don't even notice it so much. Um, and it, it seemed like it fit the character well. Yes. Like, it wasn't it, forced. It, it did. Uh, Captain America is not one I've always... He, okay, there's another thing I noticed in this, that he's just socially awkward any time you put him in. Because there was the whole thing about him not getting what fondue was. Which I, I missed the first time. <laughs> I forgot. Yes. He was like, it's cheese and bread. And yeah. he's like, oh. Because then <laughs> in Avengers, he's, you know, a man out of time. So he's not getting references or he's saying like, oh, I get that reference. And they, they point out, you know, every now and then that he is somebody who is from a bygone era, sort of. But it's like, even in his era, he wasn't really the hip kid. <laughs> Right. On stuff. So I kind of really enjoyed that. I, I don't know how that missed me before with the whole joke about the fondue thing. Right. I guess it's something that once you saw him later on, still not getting it. Well, I mean, it's it's anytime you watch a movie again, mm-hmm. or if you haven't watched it in a while, I mean, you pick up stuff that you may have forgot before, so. So, want to talk about the villains? Because I really want to talk about Hugo Weaving and the Red Skull. <laughs> Sure. And, and, and Hydra. And of course, I mean, you, you, you got the Nazis. So, I mean, you got the kind of cannon fodder villains for the for the World War II setting. But the right. Hydra is like the extreme end of that. And what did you think of the introduction of the villains and their whole plan and everything? Well, or just, just the way they were presented? Well, you said you were excited about talking about it. So. All right, fine. I'll go first then. It was, like I said, I really enjoyed Hugo Weaving as the Red Skull. I, I do miss the fact that, that, that he was only in it for this. Well, as of right now, who knows? Um, he was only in it for the one movie, but he, I think, did a good job as this, you know, menacingly evil villain that was just evil for evil's sake. Like, he was, it, it was no, he, he didn't have, you know, one of those, oh, well, he's doing it for, you know... To protect her. No, he's just evil. And that, that's the thing. He was just a oh, good, yeah. 
he's evil. Well, he villain. thought he he basically thought he was a god and that he had the right to rule the entire planet. He, mm-hmm. That that's how important he thought he was. So. Yes, and you know because he he was a super soldier serum mm-hmm. as well. It just had some side effects, and I kind of well, like different effects on him. Yes, yeah, I kind of like how there wasn't much telling of his origins aside from kind of mm-hmm. just brief little hey he's crazy and by the way he kind of is strong like you and everything so well i mean they didn't really have to when um steve had his conversation with the one yeah. doctor and doctor basically told him it takes what you have inside and, and enhances it. it yeah mm-hmm. so if you are bad you're gonna be worse, worse. <laughs> So, yeah, I mean, there wasn't really much explanation needed for that. And, of course, you had um, Zo- Dr. I always pronounce his name incorrectly. Amenzola, who does make an appearance later on in another movie because he basically became a computer. And there was a few little nods to that if you were paying attention in the movie where he was, like, standing in front of, like, the one circular thing that had his face looking kind of digitized almost uh-huh so there was a nice little callback to that he was a good little kind of sidekick to the bad guy and i i i enjoyed their dynamic too of you know he the red school didn't even care about him really he kind of you know that one time where it's like but but the the thing only has seats for one he goes yeah here's the keys to the car if you make it out don't scratch it right so i i like that that aspect of you know he 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 didn't even care about his own guy but his his little sidekick did kind of rat him out in the end and then somehow made it back to hydra because of course as we find out winter soldier i don't think we need to do a spoiler warning for this but um yeah most of the um government was run by hydra as well so they had lost the they lost a bat. They lost the war, but they technically only lost the battle because, in the end, they won by infiltrating everything. So, if we do talk, I mean, if we do one day do a review or a discussion on Winter Soldier, we can pick that up there. Mm-hmm. But this, like I said, this did a phenomenal job setting up the Captain America universe and doing a good job with his trilogy of movies, give or take the last one at points. I, I do think that the Captain America stuff in there is solid. It's just everything surrounding it kind of mucks up that one. But we're not talking about I, that I know. One. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of just saying I, I just enjoyed how this set up a very solid, in my opinion, Captain America storyline that, that carried that, that's still carrying through currently in the, in the cinematic universe. And I, I, we might see him in Black Panther, but we will definitely see him in Infinity War. Mm-hmm. So it's just scruffy. Yeah, scruffy. <laughs> scruffy as all can be. Um, what do you think of the, the the costume and the look of of this? I like the way it. It he was embarrassed of it at first. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and and he grew to love it. I, I like where he gets the upgrade. I, I, yeah. I like the kind of midway between one where he first goes out and saves well, everybody. Well, no, I'm not then, saying they're great costumes. I, I was just saying I, I did I did like the way... The progression? Yeah, that he really did hate it at first. He was embarrassed to wear it. And mm-hmm. then he's like, you know what? I'm going to own up to this. And, you know, I'm going to I'm gonna do this. So, of course, I, I, like, I like his costumes throughout the series better. But, yeah. you know... 
it was neat for him to actually want to wear it by the end of the movie. Yeah, I, I, I enjoyed the upgraded version the most where he had the, you know, it was the the more warlike one that he wears mm-hmm. at the end of, um, once again, we go you. back to, to, I go back to talking about <laughs> uh, Winter Soldier because they, they very much focused. entwined into each other. And that's the thing. These, these movies, and I, I, I haven't really, since I've seen Civil War, I think, gone back and watched Captain America. And it, it they the the first two do a good job of intertwining a very through story of you know two friends mm-hmm. and everything and you know the hardships that they they go through to try to you know he tries to you know save Steve and then in the end Steve's trying to save him from himself and from of course the government brainwashing. The other thing that was really great is this did a lot more universe building with the whole. At the beginning of the movie, it had a nice callback to the Thor stuff and, of course, with the Tesseract and everything that was the catalyst for the Avengers movie. It did some really cool stuff, even though it was years in the past. But you mentioned the Howling Commandos. Mm-hmm. Want to know a fun fact? Yeah. Um, the character of... So, Kenneth Cho's character. Yes. The um the the one guy that you know hold out held out his dog tags and you know said I'm from, I think what was it Phoenix or San Diego or somewhere, somewhere in the Southwest. He he held that out. He's actually referenced in another movie. And this this was a cool callback, of course, to it. He's actually the grandfather or father of the principal in the Spider-Man Homecoming, played by the same character. I mean, played by the same actor, but a different character. Because if you look in the background in his office, you actually see a plaque with his father oh. on it, with a picture of him with Captain America with his Medal of Honor. <laughs> That's cool. So that so that that was a nice callback in a later movie to this one. And like I, I said, I, I I I thought that was really cool to keep the to keep continuity with that. I just wanted to to kind of talk about the Howling Commandos. They um. They had a great presence in the comics, mm-hmm. um, and, and it was a great group of of characters. And they've been seen in other things, okay. um, like Agent Carter. Mm-hmm. Um, Dum Dum is is one of them, and um, in the Marvel um, Agents of Shield, mm-hmm. they're they're in that a lot. It, not necessarily always their character, but like. They're referenced. Yeah. You know, you might see a picture on the wall or talk about this or that. Um, of course, they're they're mentioned uh, in Winter Soldier as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's it's nice for for fans of the comic book series to have that that kind of. It wasn't just about Cact- yeah. Captain America and Bucky. It, it did it did a good job, like kind of like what you said of of just. The whole universe itself, and and bringing in some of these people, so I thought that was I thought that was interesting, and and they were such a. I loved the group because it was, it was the, the bad guys, so to speak. Like it's the not your perfect soldiers. It's not somebody that that normally. It's, it's bad. It's it's the bad company. Yeah, it's the yeah. bad company because it's not. It, you know, if you. You have a bunch of high-ranking officials, uh, military officials, sitting around and trying to pick the best team. These are not guys they would have picked. Oh no, they even said that in the movie. <laughs> they're 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 oh, we're assembling a team. He goes and Cap's like, 
no, I got one. Right. <laughs> so I thought that was that 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 was a nice little touch. Yeah. So I, that. I, I thought they were really interesting. Like I said, the characters were really cool. Um, that's really all I have to say about them. I just wanted to make sure that we mentioned that you know they did have a presence in this movie, and and, and if you and want in the universe yeah. as a whole, as we as as it went on, as yeah, I and definitely you out. definitely check them out because they are some really cool cool characters. Um, Peggy Carter. Yes. Agent Carter. What did you think of her as a character in this? I mean, I thought she was cool. I can see why they did a the the little. Was it a couple seasons or just... I know it was more than one. A handful. Let's say a handful. Okay. So, I mean, she's really cool. Um, I've never seen the show. I I know that, like I said, I know that... The show picks up after the movie, by the way. So, it wasn't like a lead up to... If if you've seen the movie, then that's kind of obvious. I mean, it's her adventures after... Mm Mm-hmm. The events that take place in this movie, um, but I mean, I she's not the most interesting female character. You don't think so? No. Okay. I mean, she's. I don't know. What do you think about? It? I I'm just saying, if if I had, if I had my choice of a female character from a comic book series to have their own show, she's not like she wouldn't have been my first choice. She's a cool character, but not. I wouldn't have been super jazzed about making a show after. Um, to be honest, I I didn't mind her as a character. I the the love story was very interesting in the fact of <laughs> it it is picked up later on in the ser- in in a course of the universe does pick it up later on. Right. But it was something to where the relationship was kind of built weirdly, if that makes any sense, to mm-hmm. where it was a whole, like, they kept not crossing paths at the right time with each other, it seemed. Like, he thought she was interested in Stark, by, and it just, it just kept on, like, they, they, they never met at one point until the very end where they... It's too late. Where it was too late, so it was, it was a tr- nice, tragic sort of love story in that aspect, but I, I felt it was a cool thing for the story to have something like that. Well, and of course, that's like the last line in the movie is, he's late for a date. Yes. So. Once again, being the ever-present Boy Scout and gentleman that, that he is. Yes. Um, just, just another thing to point out, speaking of when he, like, because I was going to say, I, I do you think she had any interest in him before he got um, souped up? Yes. Okay, I was just asking because I was like, I didn't know if how, if you felt that way. I kind of was like, eh, I can see her maybe being interested in him before that. Just I mean, don't get me wrong. Clearly, um, <laughs> I can see why after she was um, interested, but no, you, you can tell. You know when he when he you know covered his body with the grenade. You know when they were trained. Yeah. You know she clearly was impressed by. You know, his courageousness then. Um, when they said the comment about how in 17 years nobody has gotten the flag. And he just pulls the pins out. That was <laughs> that was thinking smarter, not working harder. Yes. And, and, but you could tell it impressed her. Because yeah. she kind of smirked and she's like, oh, okay, I see. So, I, I mean, 
Yes. I, I do think that she was really starting to just appreciate him as a person and, and you know, that sort of thing. Because you could tell when, you know, he was getting the serum and he was screaming. and She, she was concerned. Yeah, she was concerned. So clearly there was something there. Okay. Yeah. All right, now I was just wondering, um, just because just I wanted to see if, if that's something you had picked up on or if you were going to be like, I didn't care. <laughs> <laughs> Get uh, more action. That's right. Well, I, yes, I do. That's that's the, the fun part of comic book movies is the action. So, And I, I don't know if it was just me too, but the villains were very similar to me from like the villain in this movie and then after watching Wonder Woman um the main guy in that one they they both were i guess the state of mind were extremely Wonder Woman is a movie i think that is kind of almost cursed to be compared to this now well, but I was just talking about the villains just cuz the time frame Yeah, i mean they they're, they're, the... they're two different wars but I mean, it's the kind of same song, same dance, different times sort of thing. I mean, I don't know. Like I said, I, I'm, I'm not knocking either movie. Please, yeah. please don't take that. The, I don't want anybody to take that the wrong way. Um, but going... When, when, when you have character archetypes, they do fit into well, their, like their s- molds very, very easily sometimes. Clearly... Steve was, you know, a, a scrawny little kid that had a whole bunch of heart and, you know, and and she's an <laughs> Amazonian princess. So, uh, obviously different backgrounds. But they but, both have shields. Well, but the main the main story... Is about someone with a shield. Okay, well, yes, they have shields. He doesn't have a lasso, though. Or an invisible jet. But, um, the main person coming into their own has a band of hooligans with them in a war with a guy that thinks he's a god it's just well, one of them he is <laughs> the other one he thinks but do you see what i'm saying though yes. it's really funny when you after i've seen wonder woman gone back and watched the first captain america it is it's it is weird how I was many... trying to keep that as far out of my mind as I possibly could. So I'm like, I can't oh, this help is going to be Wonder... No, don't do it. <laughs> then when I watch Wonder Woman, oh, this is going to be Captain America. No, don't do it. Right. I'm just saying it was just funny when I was sitting there going, oh, but wow, the hero, But the hero archetype is kind of something mm-hmm. that they... You're, to be frank and not to... I, I mean, if, if you boil down a lot of these stories, it's kind of almost all the same the this the same beats to an extent they're just presented in a different way right. so that's the thing is it's just how do you present them and for their uh, benefit or hurt um wonder woman and captain america did have similar story beats going through them right so yeep. um another thing i wanted to talk about real quick is this is something i don't know if time has done it any favors or not the superimposing of Steve Rogers or actually sorry let me say this correctly so it makes sense of Chris Evans face onto the scrawny body mm-hmm. did it work for you or was it something that was blaringly like oh my gosh I can't 
it's distracting for me. I mean, it was clearly not him. Okay. I'm, I'm just saying, has has time done this any favors, or has time aged this substantially to where, like, now that we're looking back on this years later, it's like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I believe that. Well, I mean, if you and if you watch behind the scenes stuff, they did actually film mm-hmm. everything with him. Yes. And then the the body double, well, the the skinny body double, and then they filmed it without him there. And so then they kind of mix stuff together to see what made sense. Um, I mean, he almost looked... It's hard for me. Like, I think they did as good as they could. Um, But, yeah, the whole... He just looks so obviously small. It just looks weird. Okay. I'm going to... Oh my gosh, I'm bringing up Star Wars again. Um, See, we stopped doing Star Wars movies, and that's all we end up talking about. I'd like to point out that this is all Zinger, though. I have once again stayed focused. Until you talked about Wonder Woman. No, but that's relatable. I'm not talking about Star Wars. It has nothing to do with this. Alright, I'm going to bring up Rogue One real quick. Tarkin and um, Princess Leia. To me, if I did not focus on the... Tar- like, kind of... Oh, Tarkin's in this scene, but didn't, like, stare at him, like, with the, like, something doesn't look right about him. What is it? It didn't bother me. Same thing in this. He he looked overly scrawny, but at the same time, the whole them superimposing his face and doing all that. If I wasn't sitting there staring at him going, something's off, let me continue to look at this until I realize it doesn't look right. It... it, 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 it in my opinion, it holds up if you're not sitting there trying to pick it apart. Same thing with Rogue One. If you're not staring at Tarkin going, why doesn't he look right? Oh, that's right, because that's not him. It's not going to bother. It doesn't bother me in those scenes either, because I think they do a decent job, and it's not something they want you to be sitting there gawking at the entire time during the scenes. Like, what's wrong with that thing? They did the same thing for Kurt Russell when he played Ego, the younger version of Ego in Guardians of the Galaxy 2. And once again, I just felt like in that, it was if you don't sit there and stare at it and just gawk at it, it's kind of fine for the scenery. I mean, that's different, though. You think it's different? You're comparing, like, watermelons to tomatoes. Explain yourself. Well, because this is... He was almost... So you're saying saying de-aging somebody is different than hyperimposing somebody on somebody's face? Yeah, I mean that's All a, right, little, fair it's a little different. Fair enough. Um, I mean, once again, on average, I liked this movie. Okay. I mean, it was pretty decent. It's not like okay. How about we do this? Hold on, you let me finish. Ah. So um, then you can do what you need to do. So I'm just saying, as far as this movie is concerned, I did enjoy it. It's not one of my favorites, but it's not like one of my worst either okay but i felt like they tried too hard to show the difference okay between steve and captain america yeah to where it was too over exaggerated so you're saying a comic book movie got too over exaggerated fascinating okay anyway that's that's not i mean 
I think they made him too emancipated and and I mean em- me. emaciated, <laughs> emaciated, too too <laughs> short, too scrawny, too every. I mean, he almost looked fake. It just you, looked you wanted weird. to get him a sandwich, like that one guy said. Yes, I do remember that where they said get him a sandwich, but I, someone I, get that boy a sandwich. I, I just. I think that the comparison, they tried to make it so drastic yeah. that he just didn't look like a real person. I mean, I, that's all. That that was my only thing that really did bother me about okay. the beginning scenes is I think they could have done better to make him look more realistic. And you still could have tell, you know, you could tell a difference because he's huge. He's very broad yeah. and he's huge anyway. So, but... I mean, I see what they were trying to do, and it was a very good effort. I just, it was distracting to me. I did, mean, even the first time I watched it, I remember going, what the crap? And did they do a good job of transferring him from Johnny Storm oh, God. into Stop Steve it. Rogers? Stop it. Don't. It's insane. You want to review that movie, too? No, I was about to say, oh. apparently Marvel is big about taking anyone who's played Johnny Storm and then immediately making them a character in their movies. They're two for two. What? Okay. The, I haven't seen the... The Fam Four Stick? I haven't seen the newest, the new remake. Yeah, the Fam Four Stick. Uh, the guy that plays Johnny Storm in that is mm-hmm. also going to be in Black Panther. Okay. Uh, he's the villain, if I remember correctly. Well, one of the villains, if I remember oh, correctly. okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, apparently, if you want to be in a Marvel movie, go be in a Fox version of um, Fantastic Four and make sure you're like, no, 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 Johnny Storm. I want that Marvel contract. Well, or, you know, in some series, you can be Deadpool and go, you know what? I didn't do it right this time. I'm going to replay Deadpool and do it again. No, you have to go through <laughs> being Green Lantern to make that work. <laughs> you, you you have to bypass through that. And then you have to, after you do Deadpool, you got to go voice Pikachu. Well, yeah. You, you need to know about that, right? He's going to yes. be the, yeah, yeah, Detective yeah. or something. Yeah, Detective Pikachu, yes. voice by. I'm wearing Pikachu on my shirt and pants right now. Yes. Well, actually, no. I think there's just a Pokeball. Oh, no. no it's got no, Pikachu. Sorry. Pikachu is also on my pants. <laughs> anyway. All right. So, I guess to round this up, um, not going to put a number on this as in like no. on your scale of blah, 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 <laughs> but um, top or bottom half of Marvel movies. Oh, crap. Out of all the Marvel movies? If you had to order all the Marvel movies from favorite to least, would it be on the top half or the bottom half? Bottom. Bottom half? Yes. All right. Middle. I would probably have mine. No, no. You didn't say top, middle, or bottom. You said top or bottom. You (sighs) cannot play the fence here and say middle. If I had a gavel i would strike it no the thor hammer's right beside you, <laughs> you said, all right all you right said bottom fine it's top half or bottom half of the marvel movies in my opinion this would probably fall in my bottom half as well so well, i'm gonna say if we were doing top middle or bottom then i would say middle Okay. But, I would say two. But since you're saying top or bottom, that's why I said bottom. All right. Not, once again, 
Not that I don't like the movie. Oh, no. I mean, but you're comparing. But so, there's yeah. other, you know, there, there's other movies that I definitely like better. It's, you're comparing, like, what's the best game of the year to the other, like, it's, it, you're, you're, you're comparing the best of the best with the best. So it's very hard to, for the most part, with, with Marvel movies, they, they, they normally have a very higher echelon of quality and everything. So even if you're not on the higher end of that, you're still a great movie by comparison to other movies. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. But within the Marvel Universe, right. it's a little bit more cutthroat there right. on what's the best. But like I said, one of my favorite characters of, of Marvel... Mm-hmm. Um, is, is I love, I love Bucky. Okay. I think he's really cool. So, so that's what I'm saying. I, I, I don't, I don't want anybody to get upset. Oh, no, no. I was about to say, yeah, I mean, here's the thing. Some great Time points. going on has made it harder to put this one in the top there's, half. There's other Captain America movies that I would put in the top half. Hint, hint. Yeah. We'll get to it one day, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I would love to talk about that movie. Okay, Winter Soldier. <laughs> I love that movie. But it was cool to go over this one again. Because I, I think if we do talk about Winter Soldier now, we, we got a good setup to yes to go off of. Hey, and our daughter, actually, our oldest. Um, Elder. Has, <laughs> <laughs> has um, never seen this movie. And I was sitting around watching it and... She basically was like, oh, I'll, I'll just sit and watch it for a few minutes while I'm eating. And mm-hmm. she ended up staying and watching the whole movie. She actually liked it. Which really is impressive because yes. she's not a big movie fan. I, yes. We have failed as parents. <laughs> I know, right? Well, she's not. We still have hope for the, the littles. <laughs> for the others, yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, just to point this out, this, this was a fun movie to go back and look at. Oh, yeah, I love but, going back and watching old movies. But we've got some announcements to make now. Okay. Um, the review, we're, where we're done discussing it, for the time being. Um, we will be going even further back in comic book movie history later this month for... For Spider-Man. Yes, we are going back and doing the Sam Raimi. Yes, all three of the Sam Raimi <laughs> movies. That's one, two, and three. And we have some very special guests joining us yes. for all three of those. And that is our lead up. Well, I don't know if lead up, but just our break in between doing Star Star Wars, doing this. And then, of course, Harry Potter will come later this year. Mm-hmm. So definitely look forward to all that. But that's, that's something you can look forward to later this month in January. Also, January, we have we are announcing we are back to read this again. Yay. After after a short hiatus on it because the holidays and stuff like that, but we are back and Ellie, would you like to announce what the first one of the year will be? Yes. Um it will be Lovecraft, um, which is lock and key. It's based off of Lovecraft. Alright. And who picked this one out? Well, I would like to mention that I actually had recommended it in a previous episode. One of our Halloween episodes. Yes, but Mr. Zinger wanted to do that this one this time. I was sitting there trying to think on different ones to do, and I was like, you know what? I actually left that episode very interested in Lock and Key. Mm-hmm. So, we will be doing Lock and Key later on this month as well. Yes. So um, The first volume. 
so I guess that being the first of the year, we got our New Year's resolutions locked and loaded. Um, we've got some stuff planned for the podcast. Nothing too drastic, but there's some big stuff in in the works for us. Um, we can definitely we're we're excited to to do, of course, the the the, the movie specials, which. I will point out, will be episode numbered now. They will not be like the Star Wars ones where they're Star Wars. They're going to actually be numbered, and that's kind of more on my end for organization purposes. But also because it's cool because it will get us to like our 100th and 200th episode and all that faster. <laughs> so so that's, that's, that's just a change up for that. But we're still going to do those as extra episodes for each month. So you can still expect every Monday. What, what do they get every Monday, Ellie? An episode. Our normal episodes. Yes. What do they get also on top of that every month? Well, we'll have a read this. We'll have our read this. And then we'll or have... Or watch this if it's if, if we're feeling up to that. Well, yes. I mean, we will have a, our like movie that we're doing. Yes. And then we're going to try to do some sort of reading a comic book type thing. Yeah, so it might be a read this, watch this combo. But we will also be doing, of course, as we said, our movie specials, mm-hmm. which... As we said, Sam Raimi, Spider-Man trilogy leading into Harry Potter, and we have not announced what will come after that, because that will lead us almost to the end of the year. I was going to say, that's a little ways away. It's okay. But, but, it, but it's a little ways away, but trust me, we got some fun stuff. And for the Harry Potter, we will point out now, we are going off of the movies. We will probably discuss the books lightly, but we will not be including... I love the way you say probably. I'm just I'm just telling people. And finally, it will definitely. Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them sadly will not be featured in this this iteration of a Harry Potter special. They can be their own little series. They can be something later on when there are more of them available to yes. discuss. So, so yeah, so we're we we are very excited for this year. Like I said, um, we we are definitely looking forward to that. So, with that, um, we'll be back next week with a. News section again. We will we'll, we'll, we'll be doing back to doing some news. News, news, news. And we're sorry we've kind of skipped out on it, but with the holidays and everything, we wanted to make sure to get you guys episodes. But we're going to be back to doing the good old zingness that you know and love, or you know, if this is the zingness you know and love too, we'll just be doing this too. So thank you guys for listening. Um, we're gonna do our normal round out close out the episode once again we just want to thank our fans and everything for giving us this idea to do this episode so that that was a lot of fun if you do have an idea for an episode or any topics you want us to cover we can see if we can definitely work them in let us know we are part of the dark myths podcast collective if you want to find some other shows with dark themes and and fun stuff like that you can always go to darkmyths.org Check out some other shows within our dark realm. Um, uh, you can also find me every week talking Star Wars nonsense on the Knights of Vader podcast. So definitely check that out. I know this month is kind of more focused on, I think the coin termed was Jedi January. So <laughs> cute. So having a lot of fun discussing that over there. Um, if you want to find more of us, you can, of course, find us on Podbean. Yep. Apple Podcasts. Tuned in, Stitcher, and Google Play, and basically almost anywhere else you can find podcasts. But if you're doing it on the Apple Podcast app, what do you do, Ellie? Give us a five-star review. They help us out a great deal, and we greatly appreciate it. If you want to be fans of us on Facebook, what do you search, Ellie? Zing this. 
If you want to tweet at us some, even some ideas for what to, what, what to discuss on the show. At Zingbiff. And if you want to see any photos, cool photos and stuff like that, where do you do that at? You would go to Instagram, and you're going to do at ZingThisPodcast. If you want to see us playing some games, maybe some Destiny, too. <laughs> what? I have a problem. Um, you can find that on twitch.tv slash Zingness. Well, speaking of games, I've been playing Life is Strange recently. Yes, and that game is strange. It's really fun, though. I do enjoy I it. I don't doubt it. I'm late to the party, though. It's been around for, what, two years now? <laughs> <laughs> then, um, of course, you can go to www.patreon.com slash zingthis if you want to help support us a little bit there. We have the two different tiers, and our Omega Level tier will actually be getting a... Interesting breakdown I recorded the other week about how I would change the Star Wars movie. Yes, once again, I'm mentioning Star Wars. Wow. Um, how I would change the prequels and the special editions, in my opinion. Okay. If, 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 if I was able to reshoot on a limited budget and time, what I would do to change them, in my opinion. So that was a fun discussion I basically had with Omega. myself. Omega! And we'll be putting out some, of course, other little tiny stuff for the... For the other levels as well. And look forward to some more stuff coming out on there as well. But the, being a Patreon supporter of us, it greatly helps us out. We do appreciate it. If you want to also email us directly, you can do that at... Zingness at gmail.com And if you don't want to support us every month on Patreon, you could also go to our... T Public Store? And buy a shirt with our logo on it. I actually um, just got in the Halloween episode. I mean, the Halloween logo. The one with the two I skulls. I loved that logo. Yeah, I, I got that shirt. I, I really enjoyed getting it. I wanted to get one for, for myself. And it, it looks really cool. And I I was very excited to get that. But if you want to buy a shirt with our logo or stickers with our logo or a lot of different stuff with our logo on it, you can go, of course, as we said, to tpublic.com slash zingness. Our sound guy is A.A. Ron. Our logos are done by Chris Zinger. And finally, DJ Golden Boy 89 Play us out. Mm-hmm.